Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today we are going to be chatting about nutrition, okay? And not just nutrition, but different dieting approaches approaches and what that can kind of look like for different people with different personalities and different lifestyles. Now, this is going to be particularly relevant to you if you have ever signed up for a program with the intention of losing weight or building muscle and basically just been given a set of calories, a set of macros. And then the coach says, here you go, follow this, track everything you eat in an app track your macros, hit your macros, hit your calories, see you later. And you end up feeling a lot of resentment towards macro tracking in general. You feel a lot of overwhelm towards technology, towards the app, and probably towards that program. And this is the situation that a lot of individuals find themselves in when they're saying things like, macros don't work for me. And it's because they have this resentment and overwhelm towards the entire approach. And honestly, I do not blame you. Now, this is also going to be particularly relevant to you if you are kind of almost the polar opposite of that, meaning you have been handed a meal plan that is like very black and white. It's eat this at this time, this exact food, this exact portion. And you're like, okay, great. This is simple because I don't have to think, unlike trying to track macros where I have to think too much. (laughs) But what am I supposed to do if I don't have this food or I don't feel like eating this food? And you might find that you have short-term success with a meal plan like that, but ultimately you're following it blindly. You don't really understand why you're eating that food or like why you can't have a different food. And you end up just feeling very very restricted and incapable of following that long term. And it it often ends in relapse or weight gain or just complete self-sabotage. So let's break it down because in my experience as a coach, working with clients, helping kind of develop a customized nutrition strategy for each client, I've come to realize that there are three main personality types when it comes to nutrition, okay? So you have the group of individuals who are basically like, just tell me what to eat and I'm going to eat it. I don't want to think. I hate tracking macros. Macros don't work. I just want basic. Okay. So these types of clients, they typically like structure. They typically like pretty plain food and they just want, you know, like simple. Then we have the group of individuals who love flexibility. Okay. They enjoy cooking. They enjoy trying new recipes and like playing around with new flavors and being on like that simple structured plan can feel very restricting at times. They typically don't thrive with rigidity. It's not that they can't do it. They're just more kind of like go with the flow and following a meal plan kind of feels like it takes the enjoyment out of life or out of their family even sometimes. 
In these cases, these individuals will typically follow a meal plan for a short duration of time, but really kind of struggle to, I guess, want to stick to it, you could say. And they feel extremely restricted if there's any kind of set of rules around food. Okay. So it's kind of like the second personality type. And then the third one is kind of the person is who is a mixture of both. They're basically like, I'll follow the plan if the plan aligns with me and has some flexibility in it. But at the same time, I don't want too much flexibility because then it just becomes this free-for-all. Now, there's definitely more than just three personalities out there. (laughs) But even just from breaking it down into those three categories, you can see why the same approach does not work for everyone. And depending on where you are in your life or what your fitness goals are, the approach that that will work for you might change. For example, there might be a time in your life where following a more structured plan like really really aligns with you because you have this elite goal like it's in your it's in your top priorities and that's what you're focusing your energy on, but then there's ebbs and flows in life. So at a different point, you might want to kind of have a more relaxed approach, a more flexible approach that's going to give you more freedom. So just because right now you you might find yourself um leaning one way or another, doesn't mean that that's the only way that can work for you. And as a coach, when I'm determining an intuition strategy for a client, the biggest, most important thing is that it aligns with them. Because if I tell someone who values simplicity and structure and routine, here's your calories, have fun, here's a recipe book, it's not going to go over well. And if I tell a client who has expressed to me that they value cooking and they like to express themselves through food and they love trying different recipes and traveling and going to different restaurants, sure, I can give them a nutrition plan with 10 foods on it. And like they might do it for a week and be like, okay, cool. But everything in their entire being is going to reject that approach because it doesn't align with them. With all that being said, I get a lot of questions from people inquiring about coaching or about Cut and Conquer. What does nutrition look like working with you? And the answer that everyone loves is, well, it depends. (laughs) But it's easier to actually kind of break it down through speaking than to try to explain this in a message. So when a client joins Cut and Conquer, we have two main approaches and then variations from there based on each client's lifestyle and individual goals. So the big things for myself is as a coach, there are a few fundamental foundational principles that I believe when it comes to nutrition. And these principles are principles that are going to help my clients optimize their results because you can get results doing a variety of things, but if you're going to be doing the things, you might as well optimize the results. So the the first foundational point is in order to see success in fitness, you have to create space to allow for that success. So no matter what approach we are taking when it comes to developing a nutrition strategy for you, if you are in an extremely reactive state, you are extremely stressed, you are extremely overwhelmed, you're functioning on overdrive, fight or flight mode, chronically elevated stress hormones 24-7, we need to address that before anything else is going to even really make an impact. Because until we have space within you to make changes, nothing's going to stick, right? The next principle is that calories and macros do 
matter. I think that like intuitive eating is really glorified lately and I totally get the appeal. And intuitive eating is something that I definitely work towards with a lot of my clients, but I'm definitely not a strong advocate for starting your journey with intuitive eating because most of us don't know how to intuitively eat. And that's kind of what we're doing now. And our intuitive eating is basically restricting ourselves all day and binging at night. So when I say calories and macros do matter, essentially what I'm saying is you need to eat a certain amount of protein. You need to eat a certain amount of carbs. You need to eat a certain amount of fats, at least on average throughout the week. You can't just take a shot in the dark with your food choices and hope that something's going to happen. And that's what when we see people basically saying, but I eat really healthy. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why I'm not seeing changes. Like I eat really good and it's okay. Well, the, the foods that you're eating, sure, they appear healthy. First off, are they really? Like we have to actually dive into the ingredients in them. But then second off, do you know what's, what is contained in that food? Do you know if it's a super high calorie food? Do you know if there's protein in it? Do you know if there's added whatever, right? So those things, they do matter. And they're often overlooked by beginners because they just think, oh, I'm eating granola. This is so healthy. Okay. The third foundational principle is that micronutrients matter. Okay. Those are your vitamins and your minerals. And this is why I'm against, I wouldn't say against, but I don't advocate for the if it fits your macros approach. Can that work for some people? Sure, people can see results. But again, I don't believe they are ideal results because essentially what that's saying is you can eat your carbs and fats from, let's say, Twinkies. And if you hit your protein goal, good job. And I mean, I don't think it takes anyone, like I'm pretty sure a kindergartner could figure out that like, Eating Twinkies and protein powder all day, every day to hit your calorie target and macros is not ideal, right? So we want to be choosing foods that are going to give us the vitamins and the minerals that our bodies need. Now, certain individuals might need more or less of certain um, micronutrients depending on what's going on in their body. But again, that's going to be case specific. The fourth principle is that meal timing matters. You will hear fitness professionals say that meal timing doesn't matter. I believe there's enough research to suggest that it does. Now, can you still get results by having inconsistent meal timing? You can, but again, they're not going to be ideal results. So I do like to at least provide a guideline for my clients when it comes to what and how much should they be eating pre and post workout, right? And again, that's going to be individually prescribed per client based on their lifestyle and their goals. And then finally, and this one is the probably most important second to creating space in yourself, is no matter how strict or flexible your nutrition is, you're still going to need to plan ahead. Okay, A lot of people seem to have a fear around meal prepping and a fear around meal prepping taking a lot of time. And I think it's a limiting belief that, that that's the case because there are so many different ways to make meal prep work for you. It it doesn't have to be like that conventional, let's cook food for three hours on a Sunday and get all these pots dirty and put all of our food into Tupperware containers and then only eat out of Tupperware containers every single day. I don't think that many of my clients do that. I know some of them do, but I don't do that. There's so many different ways to incorporate meal prepping into a family life, into traveling, into work. It doesn't have to be like that stereotypical three-hour prep your food into Tupperware. So no matter what you're doing, you are going to have to commit to some type of meal preparation if you want to have long-term success. 
So, I mean, those are kind of the five main principles that I base all of my nutrition coaching around. Those are things that I don't really ever change. Of course, there's going to be different variations based on gut health or client food sensitivities and different cooking styles. Like even for example, some of my clients don't digest certain vegetables very well raw versus cooked and, and just things like that. So now that we got that out of the way, I'm going to kind of explain the two different approaches that we take at Cut and Conquer Fitness when it comes to providing client nutrition. Okay. So the first one is a nutrition plan. Now it's not your conventional nutrition plan where everything is just laid out per meal because I'm very much against even having the slightest chance of someone trying to falling into that all or nothing mentality. Because the reality is if you have chicken and rice on your meal plan and everyone hates on chicken and rice, I don't know why like chicken and rice isn't even that bad. I'm not a big fan of chicken, but it's not that bad. Chicken and rice is pretty good, you guys. (laughs) But even let's say you have beef and yam, okay? The reality is sometimes you're going to run out of beef and if beef's on your meal plan and you don't have it, that can turn into the screw it, I already messed up, right? And when you're just getting started with a diet, you're just getting back into the swing of things, there can be that tendency to say, screw it, I already messed up. I might as well mess up the rest of the week. So the way that I design my client nutrition plans is really to aim to give the best of both worlds, okay? where it is very simple in terms of if you just want to be told exactly what to eat, you can just follow the plan word for word. But you can also make it as flexible as you like. So for an example, like my clients typically will eat either four times, five times, or six times per day. Some of those meals may be like more like a snack, like a larger snack, but it depends again on the lifestyle. And for each of those meals, you guys, they will have anywhere from two to three carb options, two to three protein options, and two to three fat options. Assuming that meal contains all three macros, which most of the time it would. So this makes it really simple for those people who thrive with structure because they can just read the plan and eat what's on the plan. For example, let's say you have your carb options and it's like X amount of oats or X amount of potato or X amount of whatever fruit. Okay, cool. You can pick one of those. Then you have your protein option. It could be like X amount of protein powder or chicken or tuna. And then you'd have your fats. So X amount of peanut butter, avocado, olive oil. I'm just giving random options, right? So you could completely mix and match any of those things. For example, like if you wanted to have oats, protein powder, and peanut butter, cool. Or if you wanted to have potato, chicken, and avocado, cool. Maybe you're a little unconventional and you wanted to have oats with tuna and peanut butter. You know, I've heard of weirder things. You could mix and match across the board. Now, that's just the like the base plan. What they what our clients also get is a chart of food swaps. So if you literally don't like any of those options today, you're like, no, I'm not feeling any of these. You could completely swap out everything. And you would still be hitting the macros that you're supposed to hit for that meal by default because your food swap chart is going to tell you exactly what you could substitute in place of that food that you're not in the mood for. And if you're super creative, like some of my clients are super creative, they will divide up their foods by, okay, well, I'm actually like, I'm not in the mood for oats, but I'm in the mood for a little bit of oats and a little bit of potato. So I'm going to do like half the amount of oats and half the amount of potato. And then I'll combine that with half the amount of protein powder with half the amount of whatever. So like you can take it to a whole nother level if that's your vibe. Like I don't do that, (laughs) but some of my clients do and they love it and they feel so in control of their food and they don't have to worry about inputting it into an app. Again, some clients I have who do that and they put it in the app because they're like, 
extra intense. That's also me. I do that. But again, it's not like you're forced to. And like another really great option is it can make meal prep really easy and simplified because you can also completely change up the the menu on your meal plan like as often or as inoften as you like. And one thing to note, and I, and I think I feel like to me this is common knowledge, but I don't think this is common knowledge to everyone. The nutrition approach and the amount of calories and the amount of macros that you start with on your plan, like it highly unlikely is going to be the same as what you end with, right? If there is even an end. So it depends on how your body's responding to things, right? And some people will even ask me like, Christina, I just need to know exactly how many like macros to eat or how many calories to eat or what foods. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, I don't want to sound bad, but I'm kind of guessing, right? I don't know how your body's going to respond until I start to see your results. I have a pretty good idea just based on my coaching experience, but that's why I don't like calculators because I don't actually, I don't use a calculator to figure out my client's macronutrient breakdown. I, I completely go off of what their goals are, what their lifestyle is like, how active are they? What is their body composition right now? What kind of foods do they like eating? And then I, I reverse engineer it from there. And another thing that's really important to look at is what's their current eating like and what's their dieting history? because someone who has been chronically suffering with binge eating disorder, like their nutrition structure might look completely different than someone who has very similar, like a similar body, similar goals, but has never struggled with binge eating, right? So just for an example, you guys, I would say we typically change up client nutrition anywhere from three to eight weeks on average. I guess on average, I would say four to five. But again, it really depends on how your body is responding. And I know you might even seem like, oh my God, eight weeks is a really long time. But if you're getting results and you're feeling good and your body's changing, we don't mess with that. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And when you have a plan that is super adaptable like that and gives you flexibility, you don't feel the need to be like, oh, I'm so bored of this nutrition plan. Like I fell off track because I'm bored of it because you have so many options. And again, I should note this as well. I'm all about what we call free meals. And essentially, that just means like a healthy, balanced meal that's not on your meal plan. So typically, my clients will have two to three what we call free meals per week. And it doesn't mean you go out and you binge on an entire pizza. It means like you go out with your spouse or with your family and you have a meal and you enjoy it and you come back and then you get back on track with your plan that is super adaptable because you have so many options. Now, you might even be thinking like, oh my God, that's too good to be true. But of course, you still have to plan. And of course, there's still going to be sacrifices. Of course, you're going to have to prep. It's not like the, n- none of that matters anymore. But you don't have to feel that, that stress of having to track every single little thing in an app or setting aside three hours to do a massive meal prep because you can make it work for your life. And if you want to do that, you can. Because I do have a fair number of clients who still do that. And what I like even more about this approach is that you learn, right? You're not just blindly following a plan with no understanding as to why. You're learning. What can healthy eating look like long-term? Well, if I don't have this food in my house, well, what are some other options that I can use instead? Because another big thing that we teach our clients is like understanding how to eat in accordance to hunger. Because it sounds really obvious, but people don't know how to do that. And the thing is, if you are working with a reputable coach, You might find, especially at the beginning, this is not uncommon for my clients either, that at the beginning of your program, you feel like the amount you're supposed to eat or quote unquote supposed to eat feels like way too much and you're um, really full or feels like way too little and you are starving. Okay. And assuming the coach knows what they're doing, 
it's not usually like the macros or calories that are way out of whack or need to be changed. It's usually the volume of your food. And in my experience, a lot of coaches don't teach you about that. Okay. And I find that that's one of the most useful tools is how to actually eat in accordance with your hunger and ensure that you're still within range of the amount of nutrients that you're supposed to be consuming, right? That's how I stayed super, super full during my prep on very low calories. And I was eating so much and I was not hungry. I mean, I I really wasn't hungry. Like I want to say I was, but I wasn't. And it's also how I've managed to eat like upwards of 4,000 calories before and be hungry, right? Because I was eating very nutrient dense foods. So all of these are like little things that we teach our clients about. So that is option one. And that is how a cut and conquer, we design our nutrition plans. Now let's talk about option two. So I feel like there's two kind of groups. There's like the people who hate flexible dieting and there's the people who love flexible dieting. (laughs) I, I honestly, I feel like I fall in the middle, but so often people are either like, yes, I need to flexible diet or like I'm never doing that thing. And essentially I would say about 40%, maybe a bit less of our clients do flexible dieting, which is macro tracking in an app. And there are definitely pros and cons to this approach. In my opinion, most of the time, if you don't have a basic nutritional baseline of knowledge, don't start with flexible dieting. Okay. Just simply because it can be very overwhelming because there's already the learning curve around what are proteins and carbs and fats, right? Let alone trying to learn how to navigate it in an app and check if you ate the right amounts and understand what foods contain the right amounts. It's not that it can't work for a beginner. It's just that I find it a lot easier to establish that kind of baseline through a nutrition plan and then transition to flexible dieting once you kind of learn what's working for your body and how your body responds. However, the beautiful thing about flexible dieting is just that. It is flexible. So you can try all kinds of recipes and there are a ton of super cool, super fun, healthy recipes that you can make work when you know your calories and you know your macros. There is this misconception out there that because it's flexible dieting, it requires a lower level of discipline or like less planning or less meal prep. And honestly, I don't think that's necessarily the case. In fact, I believe that it, it in some aspects, it does require higher discipline because you have to be self-accountable to be like, hey, these are the calories that I have for today. These are the macros that I have for today. I need to make sure that I make this work. So it does require you to pre-plan those people who never hit their macros, it's because they don't plan to. It's very easy to hit your macros if you just have a plan. And I know it sounds easier said than done, but it is easier. It's just as easy done as said, honestly. The reason people don't get results is because they wing their day, right? There's, oh, I'm just going to input food as I go. And oh, it's the end of the day. And now I have 80 grams of protein left and negative four carbs. Oops, like try again tomorrow. Oh, this doesn't work. Oh, I can't do this, right? It is a very effective approach when done properly. In fact, I would say some of my most successful clients who have lost the most amount of weight have done it completely through flexible dieting, right? And I think it's because it is really sustainable once you get the hang of it. Another thing I really like about it is tracking your food, whether it's in MyFitnessPal or Fitbit or a custom app, whatever you're tracking it in, it can really help educate you on what is actually in certain foods. Because as you enter it in and see like the amount of calories or carbs or fats or proteins in certain things, it can be very eye-opening. Like a meal or food that you thought was like 300 calories might actually be like 900 calories. Foods that you thought were very, very healthy 
They still might be very, very healthy, but they might contain a ton of calories, right? And if you are dieting with the intention of losing weight, like that's probably not going to help you. Now, I'm not saying that calories are bad. I'm just saying, again, we have to eat in terms of volumetrics that make sense. Another thing I really like about flexible dieting is it removes the misconception and like limiting belief of, oh my God, I need a meal plan to lose weight. Because you don't. You simply need portion control and to understand um, what portions you need to eat for your body and your goals. The, the, the biggest drawback, honestly, when it comes to flexible dieting is if you don't have the discipline or you lack the self-accountability at that point in your life and you decide, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want because I'm flexible dieting, and then you're inputting it in an app and you're tracking it, you kind of just miss the entire point, right? And a lot of the time, the excuse is, well, I don't have time to put this food in my app, right? But it, it literally takes 30 to 60 seconds to input your meals. If you think that is too long, like that approach, I guarantee you, is not going to work for you. But I do want you guys to have an open mind. And especially if you've never done flexible dieting before, try not to let technology or the actual tracking get in your way or discourage you. Because I do track all of my meals and I also do follow a plan. I'm just like OCD like that. And I, I follow the plan and I put the plan into my fitness pal every single day. And it's literally like the same plan every single day until it gets changed. But I just like to have the data because I'm all about the data. And that's why I like it when my clients do that too. I would say I probably only have like maybe 10 clients who are as crazy as me and who do that. I just like the data and I like to see that. But honestly, you guys, it takes me 20 seconds to put my food in my fitness pal. Like literally 20 seconds. Once you break that very initial learning curve, you get addicted to it. And it is so fast because all of the foods that you normally eat, they're saved in there. And you literally just have to tap them, tap them, tap them. And you will learn little hacks. Like I just set everything in my fitness pal to one gram. And then I put the amount of grams in because sometimes that is, that's probably like the most confusing thing for beginners is like, they're like, okay, well, I ate a hundred grams of chicken, but then it's one chicken breast. And you're like, okay, I inputted one chicken breast. That's not right. And then it's, it'll be like 3.5 ounces. And you'll be like, well, I didn't weigh it in ounces. I weighed it in grams. And I have to do this conversion. I'm just going to pick like large chicken breasts, but then your data's off. And then you're wondering why you're not seeing results because the data's off. And it's not your fault because you're trying to follow the plan, but the technology is making it really confusing. So how I do it <laughs> is I set everything to one gram and then I just put 100 servings. So if I ate 100 servings, 100, sorry, 100 grams of chicken, I set it to one gram of chicken and then I put 100 servings. I personally weigh my food in grams because I, I find it to be more um, precise. I don't recommend if you're weighing your food to do like cups because one cup of watermelon is going to be different based on how you cut up the watermelon. <laughs> one cup of oats is going to be different based on how full the cup of oats is, right? So if you are weighing your food, weigh it by the gram. But yeah, you guys, honestly, like on the high end, if you're inputting a food, probably the most that's ever taken me to put a meal into my fitness pal would be like 90 seconds. And that is a, a small amount of time if, if your goals are important to you. You can create meals. Like if you're doing like chili or like one of those things, where you want to do a cool recipe, but you're like, I don't know how to know if I'm hitting my macros. You can just like create a meal, put all the ingredients in and then divide it by the number of servings. Super, super easy. And the data is there. That's my favorite thing is it connect to our custom app. I can see the breakdown of what my clients are doing. Like I can see exactly what they're eating when they're eating it. I can like double check that they, if they're weighing their food, like it does seem like it's being done correctly. Because again, like if you're putting your food in my fitness pile and you're weighing your chicken as like raw, but you're eating it as the cooked portion, that's going to be different. And in one day, like that might not make a big difference. But if you're doing that every day consistently, it does add up. 
However, here's the thing. So with my flexible dieting clients, they get calories, they get macros, and they get guidelines. Okay. The guidelines are going to differ for each client. Of course, they get recipes and all of that stuff too. But again, I don't believe in like, here's your calories, here's your macros, hit them. Because someone who doesn't really know what to do, they might end up eating all of their food in one meal or all of their food even in two meals or all of their carbs together. And then the rest of their day could be proteins and fats just kind of by accident. And then they're really going to struggle because they're going to be really hungry if they ate all their carbs for breakfast and they have no more carbs left for the rest of the day. Technically, could that work? Technically, it could. Is it ideal? No. But if I don't coach someone on that, they're not going to know and they're going to have resentment towards me and towards macro tracking, which there's really nothing wrong with macro tracking. It's the belief and the perspective that we have for it. So again, it's going to differ the guidelines for each client. But I mean, typically, I always get people to split their macros fairly evenly to start. So that gives us just a baseline. Like, how is your body responding to 2,000 calories broken into four meals, right? You don't have to split it exactly that way, but it's a lot easier to like gain insights as a coach with that kind of consistency than it would be to be like, oh, like today you ate 500 grams of carbs for breakfast. And then yesterday you ate zero grams of carbs for breakfast. And then it's just, it's very challenging to navigate through that, especially at the beginning when you're first working with a client, you don't have any info on them. So we, we give them a set of kind of basic guidelines. Again, the guideline is not a rule. It's just kind of like, this is what we recommend the majority of the time. They also get a list of foods. It's a massive list and they aim to eat from that about 80% of the time. Because again, food choices matter. You don't have to eat chicken and rice every single day for the rest of your life. But the majority of the food that you're eating, if you want to feel good, not just look good, but feel good and have strength and have energy and optimize your hormones and be able to lose weight and gain muscle sustainably over time, like you should be eating clean quality foods the majority of the time, right? Because you're going to need those micronutrients. You're going to need vitamins. You're going to need minerals, water as well, another important component. And I know it might sound crazy to say someone might eat all of their carbs in the morning, but that happens. I've had that happen, honestly, before back three years ago when I didn't have as much experience. And I was like, oh my God, why did you eat three bagels for breakfast? And the client was like, well, it fit my macros. And I was like, well, technically, yes, but let's work with one bagel for now. And then you need some other carbs throughout the day, especially around like your workouts, right? So my perspective is flexible dieting is amazing, but it's even better with guidelines, right? Because then we can optimize things. And I'm all about optimization. I'm not about perfection. I'm not about being perfect. But when we have guidelines in place, like we can ensure we're moving in the right direction, okay? And another important thing that I think I touched on, but I just want to reiterate again, is that you might switch up your nutrition approach every couple months, right? When I'm cutting or prepping, I like to keep it simple because I don't want to think, I don't want to worry like, oh, am I going to hit my macros today? I just like to follow something basic, easy prep, no brainer, let's get it done, right? But then right now, like when I'm in a building phase, I like to have a little more variety in my food. Like I do like to switch things up. I do like to try different things each week. And I want that flexibility to do so without feeling like I'm strict and restricted every day of my life, right? Some people are the opposite. Some people like more variety when they're cutting and they're in a weight loss phase because they find maybe they're hungrier and they want different things. Whereas when they're more in a building phase and they're looking to put on muscle, they're like, honestly, I'm eating a lot of food. I'm good. Let's stick with the basics. There's no right way. There's no better way. It's not that stricter 
is going to provide you better results than someone who's doing a flexible approach. And I've actually had clients experience this firsthand where they started the program doing flexible dieting. They were having amazing results and they're like, oh my God, my results are amazing. I want to transition to a nutrition plan because then my results are going to be even better. And it just didn't work for them. It just didn't vibe with their personality. And it's not that they weren't capable of doing it. It's that it took the enjoyment out of food, right? And you never want to be doing something where that isn't, doesn't feel good. And yes, there's going to be times where you might need to make a certain restriction in order to prove something to yourself. You know, something I tell my clients all the time is like, for certain people, not eating a cupcake at work is going to be the biggest win. But for some of you, eating the cupcake at work is going to be the biggest win. Everyone's journey is so different, right? And that's why it's so important to have an approach and a strategy that works for you and that can be adaptable and that can change based on where you are in in your journey. So again, there's no right or wrong way to do any of this, right? What's better is what works for you. So that is it for today's episode. I absolutely appreciate you guys tuning in. If you feel like this is an approach that would work for you and you want to learn more about Cut and Conquer, you want to learn more about working with us for your nutrition, your training, your mindset, and really develop a plan that you feel like is going to serve you long-term, definitely reach out. You can send me a message on Instagram at Nyfina. There will be a link in the show notes as well where you can inquire about coaching as well on my Instagram page, the company Instagram page, Cut and Conquer Fitness. And as always, I appreciate you guys. If you got value, I love to hear about it. I love to hear who's tuning in. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 